Welcome to the Women Living Well After 50 podcast. I'm Sulon Carrick and I'm passionate about inspiring, motivating, supporting and informing women over 50 to embrace this exciting time of life. Health and wellness in mind, body and spirit are the foundations for living well, but there is so much more to a life well lived. Each week through conversations with my guests, I'll be presenting topics that will help us all to live well and enjoy life. So join me as we discover new ways to become women living well after 50. Are you ready to start living? What are you waiting for? Let's get started. This is part two of a two-part interview that I've done with Rachel Lancaster from Magnificent Midlife. We're talking about transforming our middle years, menopause and beyond. Now, how are you feeling? Are you 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 or beyond? We're all going through transition in life and that starts at the perimenopause. That's what we're talking about today. Menopause is a hot topic at the moment and it's great to hear that women are speaking out and talking about their experiences and there's so much more information and resources around than even when I went through menopause way back when. My guest today is Rachel Lancaster, the founder of Magnificent Midlife, an online hub celebrating and empowering women 40 plus. Rachel's the author of Magnificent Midlife, Transform Your Middle Years, Menopause and Beyond. And she's also the host of the Magnificent Midlife podcast. Now, after a shocking early menopause diagnosis at 41, Rachel scratched her own itch and created what she wasn't able to find to help herself. This includes one-on-one or group mentoring, educational resources, and an online membership to help women vibrantly transition through the sometimes messy middle of life. And isn't that what we want? It is a transition. We all go through it as women and at different stages and in different ways. And I'm sure that you're going to enjoy uh, my discussion with Rachel today. So let's go and join the conversation. Um, Now, the other thing I wanted to to talk about was um, the whale. The whale. It's my favourite story. I love to talk about the whale. Yeah. So um, I discovered the whales um, from a woman called Darcy Steinke who wrote a book called Flash Cat Diary. And I interviewed her on my podcast. She was quite an early guest. and She actually made me cry. She was the first guest to make me cry because she described her obsession with this older female whale who was called Granny. Her technical name was J2, but she was called Granny. And Darcy was tracking Granny uh, because Darcy had learnt that when whales go through menopause, and at that stage they thought it was only humans and whales that go through menopause. Now we think possibly that giraffes and elephants do as well. We're not quite sure, but there's, there's a lot of interest in the fact that that might be the case. And it's interesting because these are kind of matriarchal societies. Yes, yeah. Um, and uh, so the whales, when they go through menopause, they then become the leaders of their pods. And this can happen for up to 50 years. 
So the younger male whales, they die off, you know, don't need them anymore. But the female carries on and because she knows where the good food is, she knows how to protect her community. She knows how to deal with squabbles in her in her pod, you know. So and Darcy actually got in a kayak and went out and had an encounter with this particular whale. And you can identify the whales because of the shape of their dorsal fin. So she knew it was granny and she credits meeting the whale with not just transforming her emotional response to menopause, but also her physical symptoms. She actually physically felt better mm. after she'd met this whale, which sounds preposterous, doesn't it? But it makes perfect sense to me now because, you know, there's an awful lot that goes on in the head that affects how our body responds. Mm. So mm. I think you can extrapolate, you know, from the whale story that like whales, human females, we are more value to our communities post-menopause as leaders than as breeders mm. and that for me it just transformed how I felt about menopause I thought okay I'm coming into my leadership phase I'm coming into something different and exciting and powerful I think there is so much post-menopausal women have so much power we don't actually understand or acknowledge mm the power that we have and we have a lot and the world needs us mm. so i'm always saying you know, i want women to step forward not step back whether that's you know leading in your family your immediate community your town your city your country the world whatever you know it can be on any level but mm. have confidence in who you are becoming mm. take inspiration from the whales yeah, yeah. Well, I thought that was a lovely story. And I also, um, you know, feel that it, we have so much life experience mm -hmm. and wisdom that we should be imparting to the younger generations. And um, I think that, again, if, if we don't put ourselves forward, they're not going to look at us. They're going to look at us in the stereotypical way. Oh, that's an old lady over there. Whereas if you are interested and if you're interested in what they're doing and you try to have a relationship with younger people um, and not have an age, even the word age, come into it, uh, I think that um, it's, you know, that's important important too um but the fact that we've got so much to offer and I, I look I think a lot of women are doing that now I think that you know I've noticed over the last few years more women are stepping out and taking that and in your book you talk about the the different cultures and the way they um when we're talking about messaging now we're coming back to that the way that different cultures treat um you know women as they get older uh some you know they're almost put up on a pedestal they're very yeah. reverent towards them mm. in other cultures it's all about oh god i can't even get to that point because no one will want to you know that they'll just push me in a corner so uh, it's a cultural thing as well isn't it 
It's massive, absolutely massive. And the more we can look to the other cultures and think, okay, I am relevant. I am important. And I also, I really think um, you know, the world is a mess. I mean, the world right now, as we're recording this in 2022, is a mess. And I'm not anti-men, but who has made the mess? It's not women. We don't generally start wars. Mm. We like to talk. We like to collaborate. We like to work things out. Mm. And I think that the world needs, desperately needs more female energy as a whole. And I think it needs more older female energy because we have authority. We have wisdom. We have experience, as you said. And I have this theory about invisibility, right? So a lot of women will say, oh, I feel invisible as I get older. Society's making me feel invisible. Well, I think we contribute to our own invisibility because mm -hmm. we shrink. We've taken on the messages that we have less value. We've taken on the messages that youth is best, that you know the young people know it all. They're the people driving the future. We just need to sit back and, and, and just really be invisible. Well, I challenge that and I say the world desperately needs us. It needs steady hands on the tiller and older women are the steady hands that they need. Mm -hmm. and, and I really encourage all women to think, okay, what am I going to do with the next exciting stage of my life? Mm -hmm. I don't want to sit back. I don't want to, I mean, you may want to sit back. You may have worked flipping hard and you just don't want to do anything and that's fine too but if you want to do something don't let your internalized prejudice against yourself mm. stop you from doing that because I believe there is a place for you and the world needs you and take your inspiration from the whales take your inspiration from other cultures around the world mm. where older women you know are the leaders that that we can be mm, mm. that's um that's something that we just need to keep getting that message out about i think because uh, uh the other thing that is that you think that imposter syndrome or the the feeling of comparing yourself to someone else or things like that. We just have to learn to be comfortable with ourselves, who we are, what we have to offer. We're all individual and we all have something to offer. And you talk about, you do a little bit of work on that in the third section of the book um, where it's really as, you know, Anybody, I think, would read that third section, um, but it's great for women at midlife and beyond and beyond because it's never too late to, to make changes or to do things. And that second half, oh, sorry, the third part of the book, there's a lot of work that we can do within ourselves to get us to um, the point where we're comfortable, happy, we know where we want, what we want to be doing with, as you say, life's getting, um, life expectancy is so much longer now. Um, so, you know, another 20, 30 years you might have. So what are you going to do with that? And I like the exercises that you, you give in that second, in that third part of the book. So did you just want to touch on that lightly? Well, I just think it's 
it's an opportunity again this midlife and menopause it's an opportunity to stop but as you say we can do it at any time but I think we can get caught up in life we can get caught up in who we are and sometimes we can get lost we can lose track of who we actually are Mm. and the third section of the book is really helping you to explore who you are what's important to you now because as we go through life these things change and there's nothing wrong with that you know our friendships change there's nothing wrong with that we don't we may have nothing in common with our very best friend but maybe we've known them since school and is it that surprising that after all these years we've nothing in common with them that doesn't mean they have to stop being our friend but maybe we need some more friends different Mm. friends friends who can fulfill our needs now Mm. um so so yeah it's really encouraging people reading the book to go through a process and explore you know what's working what isn't working Mm. say goodbye to what isn't working because life's too short it's there's no point carrying things around so i even have a chapter on on the negative aspects of life and how we can process those so resentment you know you may have issues from long ago that you're still carrying with you and it's just going to drag you down. Mm. It's and, and you've either got to, you know, I don't know, get some therapy, deal with it, you know, write it on a piece of paper and burn it or do something to get rid of those things or put them somewhere where they don't impact you day to day. So it's about doing the internal work, I suppose. The, the mm. beginning of the book or the menopause is about doing the external work and then doing the internal work. Because I do think there's a lot of internal work to be done. And I think women, we get to various stages in our life. And I think menopause is the first big catalyst for this, where we go, okay, this is my life. And it's kind of okay. And it's too difficult to change. So I'll just go along with it. And then there's other women who go, this is my life. It's kind of okay. But I don't want it anymore. Mm. (laughs) I want something else. Mm. I want something more. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it looks like. So I'm going to get Rachel's book and I might be able to work it out. But I want more Mm. from life. Mm. I am more. I the me. This is not the whole of me. This is not the whole of life that I'm supposed to live. And as you say, life expectancy, we get to 50. You know, if I'm going to live to 96, which is my plan, that's 46 years. Mm. That's nearly double the life of my son. So I've got two of his lifetimes and I've got all this wisdom and all this experience. And all this, hopefully, calm energy as well, mm. and this power and this drive. What am I going to do with it? Mm. How exciting! It so, is. so yes, doing that internal work and working that out, and changing your mindset. If you do think you're too old, then you know I'm just going to slap your wrist and go, "You're never too old, and it's never too late." No, that's you know? exactly right. Okay, well, we've really been chatting for quite a while and um, and there's so much more that we could talk about, uh, but I will be uh, putting all the links 
uh, in the show notes and especially to your podcast, I'd say take a listen to Rachel's Magnificent Midlife podcast. I listen to it and she has some fabulous guests on there as well. Um, and uh, well, I'll be putting the link to the book also because I highly recommend that. But before we go today, I wanted to ask you uh, the one question that I ask all of my guests, and that is, what does being a woman living well after 50 mean to you? Before I answer the question, I just want to thank you for reading my book oh. and for reading it so deeply and for coming back with all of these questions I mean you've really you've really understood it and read it and it's just a dream to to hear a reader express those things well so thank you yeah well that's <laughs> my pleasure because as I said at the beginning I think it's because I could hear your voice it was it was a natural it was your story but then what you've learned through your research and everything else and that resonated with me rather than having um, I suppose, a medical book to read, which, you know, my eyes will glaze over. Uh, so I found the book easy to read. Um, that's not putting it down. It's it's just chock-a-block full of information. But I was going, oh, yeah, you know, and all the way through <laughs> and I thought I've got to get a pen and write some notes down here. <laughs> You know, so no, that was uh, that's from the heart. So um, that was it's it's really good, and I will be recommending that to everyone. But anyway, back to that question. Back to my question. So I think it's about living authentically. I really do, and that's why doing this work to discover who you really are is so important. Because if we live authentically, then we look after ourselves. Then we do what excites us then we have the relationships that mean something to us then we live by the values that are important to us so I think getting back to who you actually are and being your authentic self will enable you to live well totally agree so that's great. So is there anything else you'd like to share with us which we've really uh, covered a lot and as I said, there's a lot in the book, but it's just, um, you know, a topic that I think uh, it's not just about menopause. It's As the book says, it's magnificent midlife, transform your middle years, menopause and beyond. So whilst there is that bit about menopause and perimenopause in there, there's some things for um, everybody throughout the book to enrich our lives and to make the changes that we need well maybe i'll just talk about the cake um so <laughs> i like to think of life as a cake and midlife yeah. as a cake and uh, i like to think of perimenopause and menopause as like a couple of slices of your midlife and beyond cake um i don't want it to be any more than that and i think there's a tendency <clears throat> that midlife becomes all about menopause and women continue we continue to be defined by our hormones but let's keep menopause to just you know a couple of slices of our midlife cake and, because there's, you know, there's a much bigger cake there for us to enjoy exactly well thank you so much for joining me today Rachel it's been a pleasure to have you on the show and to talk about your book and your life experiences and um, 
I hope that we can possibly have you on again uh, later and, and talk more because there is so many topics we could cover. <laughs> so thank you for joining me today. Thank you very much. It's been great. Well, it was lovely to chat with Rachel today and I do hope that you have enjoyed the episode and that uh, you have some takeaway points and maybe learned some things that might help you if you are going through the big M. If you've enjoyed the episode, I'd love you to share it with a friend because I'm sure there's many women out there who would benefit from listening to Rachel's episode today. And I'd love you to give me a like or a comment uh, just to help the podcast grow. And let's get women living well after 50 growing out there. Well, that's all we have time for today. But in the meantime, and until I see you at the next episode, I want you to remember to live well, enjoy life, and most of all, be a woman living life your way. Bye for now.